What up? And welcome back to the Stellar Stellar Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Glenn Enos Jr. And there's no Mason for now, but I'll tell you what there is. There is going to be a commissioner debate for the Westport Fantasy Football League. May I introduce to you the very special guest of the Stellar Stellar Fantasy Football Podcast, the challenging commissioner. Matthew Souza. Thank you. It's good to be here. And then, in the other corner, the reigning, defending league champion and league commissioner, I give you Andrew Panacho. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everyone? What is up? Gentlemen, today is a big day. And for listeners, if you're not aware, if you're outside of the Westport Fantasy Football League, let me just tell you. It's a prestigious league. We take it seriously. This league's been around for a decade now. Um, I had been commissioner for the league for seven years. I decided to hang up my boots and let someone else take the reins. And Mr. Pernacho has been commissioner for the last three years, serving his term of uh, that three years. And now it's time to elect a new fancy football commissioner. But this year, in this election, Mr. Matt Souza is running against him. So this podcast is going to be a commissioner debate to where we go back and forth answering questions posted by our league members, posted by myself. Um, And honestly, if you're in fantasy football leagues outside of our league, think about these questions and how you want your commissioner to be. And if we can better you in that way, um, then continue to listen. We'll get to talking about real NFL later, some playoffs. Mason's going to come on the pod after, but for now, Let's just get it going. So the challenging commissioner, uh, I should say the challenging candidate for commissioner, Matt Souza, since you are challenging, and I'm going to say challenging one more time, you can go first. Well, would you like to just lay out the framework of what's, what this is going to be like, just so want, people know? Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's an opening statement from each candidate. And then after each candidate makes their opening statement, I could have some questions, concerns for their statements, or I could just go into questions submitted. It's it's just going to be rebuttals, maybe if there's any accusations. Right, right. <laughs> what yeah, I what I'm not going to tolerate, what I'm not going to tolerate, is any interruptions. Mm, which I haven't talked at all yet. Exactly. Good job. Which, uh, if someone's speaking, the other person, be quiet. Can I can I mute people through? I was going to ask you that. I think you can. Susan, say, start talking. Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. Can you hear him, Panach? Uh, nope. Ah, that's great. That's great. Oh, it's, yeah. he's still muted. Yeah, he's still muted, but I asked him to unmute. Can you hear me? Oh, okay. Yeah, I can yeah, hear Yeah, it popped up. It said the so, host muted your ass. Wow. Really? All right. So that, that's, that's, that's going to be a feature. Just don't forget to unmute. Right, right, right. Uh, I don't want to use well, it, but I will. There might be times where, like, yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. Don't use it every time. Just like, just if it's getting crazy. Right. If it gets crazy. sometimes you sh- you should be able to rebuttal as the guy is saying something. Right. Depending. It's on not. It's not gonna be time. like the. Uh, was it? Was it Trump and Hillary? No, Trump uh, and Biden. Biden Trump the second. Biden. The second one. Yeah, yeah that, that was, was horrible. Bad. Well, the second one they bad. they enacted the muting shit. The first one it was all. Right. It's all over the place. Exactly. It's not going to be that. 
Uh, so, Mr. Souza, sure. the floor is yours. Your opening statement to be this year's fancy football commissioner. All right. Well, first of all, I'd like to thank Panacho for his three years of service. There are many ways you could describe Panacho's tenure as commissioner, but I would describe it as satisfactory. Panacho has done some positive things for the league, some of which I was backing during our first race three years ago, such as weekly payouts, championship rings, and the proposal to remove kickers. He's also made other changes, such as increasing league fees for bigger payouts and adding, even adding a championship belt to the mix. Now, although there's been some positive changes to the league, Panacho hasn't gone without his controversies. In fact, there's been at least one every single year. So we'll start with year one. That was round one of the playoffs between me versus Glenn. The famous game where I lost by a stack correction on Thursday morning. How could you forget the outcome of that? But do you remember what the initial result was? The initial result after our guys finished playing, it was Todd Gurley for Glenn, Chris Carson for me, same game, last players in our, in our, in our game, we ended in a tie. The app back then, before I made a change, the ESPN, to show two decimal places in the app, the app was only showing one. And we were tied to the first decimal place. And it was chaos. It was chaos. But minutes after the game, after we realized we tied, I remembered seeing two decimal places on the desktop. I remember years ago, I remember seeing two decimal places. So I went to go find those, those two decimal places, what the exact score was. And I found that I was in the league the lead by 0.08. When you go out to do this two decimal places, I was technically in the lead. I showed everybody. And yet, regardless of that cold hard evidence, the undisputed proof that I had more points than Glenn, our commissioner couldn't make a decision. Not only was everything going up in the air in terms of what's, what are we going to do about a tie? Are we going to do bench points or what? And I think that's what was brought up by our commissioner that we do bench points, which was a problem in itself because one that was never decided ahead of time before the league even started. And that also allowed Glenn to add a quarterback to his bench for the Monday night game, increasing his bench points. So that just added more controversy to it. But regardless of that, there was never a decision made. Instead, our commissioner backed into his corner and said, threw his hands up and said, we're just going to let what the, we're just going to do what the app says. Instead of making the decision, instead of seeing that I had 0 0.08 more points and saying, Suze's the winner, barring any stat corrections, he said, we're going to do what the app says. Now, year two was the COVID IR spot. Who could forget adding the IR spot to our league? A much needed addition to our league, the IR spot. But, but there was two different camps. There was one camp that said it was the IR spot would only be used for COVID players, people out due to COVID because that was the first NFL season in the pandemic. While the other camp said, no, the IR spot should be for anyone who's eligible for the IR, for the IR spot. If the app allows you to put someone there, you can do it regardless of, of COVID. That was controversial because Panacho, our commissioner, was dead set on it just being for COVID players, at least at the beginning. While I know people like Glenn were saying, no, it should just be for anyone who could be on that spot. And that's so that was a problem because it was never established ahead of time what that IR spot actually meant. Eventually, it was all settled. Year three, this most recent year, merely a month ago, 
we had the controversy over third place where Glenn and Zach were fighting for third place, which in our league means you're going to get your money back if you win. Our commissioner decided to tell them that they weren't allowed to add drop because their game didn't matter. It didn't matter that you could get your $100 back because apparently $100 doesn't matter to Panacho. Now, he ultimately allowed Panacho and Zach, I'm sorry, Glenn and Zach to add drop, but he was he's on record for saying that next year he's going to make sure that game doesn't matter because he's going to remove the payout for third place. He's already removed the payout for the consolation ladder, for winning the consolation bracket, only to add more payout for the commissioner. I mean, I'm sorry, the, uh, the champion, as if $700 isn't already enough. Now, what does that effectively do? That effectively ruins more fun for our league. The NFL fantasy season is short. It's only a few months and it goes, it comes and goes really quickly. The off season is dreadfully long. So why cut the fantasy fun short by eliminating meaningful games week, the final week of the season, week 17 or 18, that should be oh week 17 in this case. You can have up to eight teams. In a 14-team league, you could have up to eight. The majority of the league still fighting for something till the very last week if you had a third-place payout, if you had a constellation payout. Instead, he removed the constellation payout. He's talking about removing third-place payout. That leaves only four people fighting for something in the final week while everyone else is off dicking around watching meaningless football. I think that's wrong. In addition to all that, I will show greater commitment to the league. I will actually post a league manager's note laying out all important league details ahead of time, such as new rule changes, payout structure for both the week and the playoffs, tiebreaker decisions, playoff seeding, et cetera. This will ensure no surprises at the end of the season, and it will be accessible to anyone at any time should there be any questions. Think of it as a league handbook. It's all going to be written out ahead of time. People can review it, add their two cents, make any changes, and it'll all be agreed upon before the league even starts. That way, there's no controversies if a random situation shows up. It's all going to be uh, agreed upon ahead of time. I will be also be timelier in informing the league with draft dates and rule proposals rather than waiting just a couple weeks before the season starts, like this year. This league will be my number one priority. I only have one other league. It's a dynasty league where we only draft rookies, and that's in May. So come fall, this is the only league I care about. This, this means that we won't have the scenario like we had this year where Panacho had our draft on a Monday because his other leagues drafted on the weekend. That's not going to happen. This is the only league I care about. I'm going to make sure our draft is on a Saturday, <laughs> maybe a Sunday. That way you can have the most people available for it and possibly have the most people show up for a draft party because that's also fun. Adding the fun to our league. Now, the rest I have here have to do with potential league proposals um, that I that I know I want to instate or or propose to the league. I think everything is just going to be up for. A well, vote. Glenn, do you have that? Do you have that for questions, Glenn? I, yeah, I think um, as far as new ideas and, and stuff that you can bring, that'll be answered in questions because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I was I was going to say that. I was just saying that's all I have left. So I'm sure we're going to get to that after. Um, but I do. I will encourage everybody to address their concerns, possible suggestions, and I'm going to make sure your voices are heard, that anything that you suggest, even if you're the only one that suggests it, will be listened, uh, and you'll make your argument, and I'll 
I'll uh, propose it to the league. If no one votes on it, no one votes on it, but at least mm-hmm. it's out there. And uh, in addition to anything that, that I'm already going to propose. So we'll get into that later. And as for now, I will hand it over to our moderator. Thank you, Mr. Souza. Uh, great opening <laughs> statement. Um, now, the reigning commissioner, Mr. Panacho, the floor is yours. Yeah, I'm going to make mine a little shorter and sweeter. Um, I think these last three years have been pretty amazing for the league. I think it's definitely uh, evolved way more than the first seven years. Not like there's anything wrong in the first seven years. I'll get back to the slander for my compa- uh, candidate over there. But uh, just letting s- to notice some of the things we did. There's times to have league votes and there's times to take the le- take the reins and, you know, you make the decisions. I let people vote when it came to getting rid of kickers all that kind of stuff. But, and I'm the one that implement implemented higher league fees. So the thing is, if we put that to a vote, there's a good chance the fees never went up and we would have $5 payout each week. That doesn't sound as enticing as 25. That doesn't sound as enticing as $700 for the championship. Now I did strip away the hundred dollars from the consolation, but it's the consolation. You shouldn't deserve to win anything. And what that does, it means, it takes more games that are not top priority and affects the top, top priority games. I did put the $100 in third place. I thought, ah, oh, third place. You know, the app shows, like, it's now to stat, like, how many top three finishes you have. I'm like, all right, we'll do the third place. But when it comes to the prestige of either the championship or the toilet, it does not come anywhere close. That's why I thought the third place was detrimental for the last week, which is for those four important guys. That's where I stand on that. Now, I'm not going to take away the $100. I said that and as I was mad because Zach was a piece of shit for what he did. And he knows what he did. <laughs> and I already know he's not going to vote for me, so I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, so there's that. So there's a lot of things that, that has come with changes. So, yeah, I brought the belt. Yeah, I brought the rings. Um, I think some of the biggest things that I thought were just those little things that make this league even better is even what we did this year with a Twitch stream and how we, how we made the draft lottery and the picks actually mean something for seven, eight, nine years. We just did all right hour before the draft here comes out the draft picks. And you know, that's that, but at least now we have 24 hours to advance, not too much for people to know. And there's a lot of suspense. I think everyone was suspenseful when we did that Twitch stream and I thought it was a massive success. So there comes that. Now, Let's come to the three facts of slander from Souza. Uh, year one, he wants to bring up the decimal point. Yeah, I said, with, I said with, let's do what the app says. Obviously, you had more points for, even though it was a second decimal, so I knew the app was going to put the right one. Now, at the end of the day, Souza, if that's so controversial, was the right person in the next round? Yes. 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 All right, Second. the second thing. I was laughing so much at the first thing. What's the second thing? Oh, the <laughs> IR spot. <laughs> the IR spot was brought in because it was a, the novel uh, coronavirus. We had no idea. We never did IR, IR spots before. We never complained about IR spots before. I did that because there was something new that we didn't know how it was going to affect us. So I did COVID. Now, we did that for COVID. So I assumed it was just going to be for COVID. But then as more people were talking, like Glenn and stuff, I said, okay, we can do for regular IR spots. So by week one, it was already going back to regular IR spots. So these weren't even big detriments to the league. I don't believe now, it was all settled in week one, but we'll, we'll move on. No, it was, it was because that's why I made the trade with Glenn's dad. 
Mm. I don't recall. We'll have to fact check it. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. And what's the th- what was the third thing, Souza? Uh, third said, place was- this year. Oh. Oh, and then there was also you want to talk about how to when to pick the draft day. And it's going to be a Saturday and or Sunday. Now, I've talked to everyone in the league. I try to find the right day. Anyone could make it. We had a league member, pretty important guy, Jake Fryer, could not do Saturday or Sunday because he was going to be away. That's why we did Monday. So I had to accommodate to some of the people that really take our league seriously. Even though everyone does, he's up there and he deserves to, you know, to be able to draft a team and not just auto draft. Yeah, even he does. Yeah. So clear, concise. Three years in, I think the league's been the best it's ever been. I and I, I like Sousa, I have more ideas to help implement the league to be even better. Um, so yeah, I'll stand on that. All right. Um, very good, gentlemen. Good opening statements. Good getting your point across. Good bringing up you know stuff from um, the past, and then let's build on the future. Um, so as we go on forward. Now, I have questions for both of you that I will address that this question is for both of you or this question is just for Sousa or just for Panacha uh, before I read the question. We had league members submit some questions. Some of these were um, repeated a little bit, so I condensed them into one question. And then some questions are just questions that I would like to hear answered. All right. My first question is for the challenging candidate, Matthew Sousa. Now, you ran for commissioner with my other co-host, Mason Boyd, three years ago and didn't get past the primary voting, losing to Jake Fryer and Panacho before we did the main voting. What makes this campaign different from the one that you both posted three years ago? Well, I think over the three years, you have seen a fair share of me uh, sending my campaign posters to the chat. Now, I only did that with good reason because it was always followed or it always followed something that Panacho said that got people ticked off or that was very uncommissioner-like. I've sent a lot of those, only meaning that he said a lot of, you know, wacky stuff that a commissioner shouldn't be saying in terms of, you know, league decisions and whatnot. Um, so I think I've won a lot of people over over these years. And obviously we don't have Fry or anyone else running. Um, I think people are ready for a change. Benatri, care to uh, rebuttal onto Sousa's takes? For him to run ag- to run against me, um, he's been building up on it for the past three years with those posters and stuff like that. Um, have I been perfect? No. But, again, how's the league now? I Even after this year, I think we all stood back and, and saw, like, wow, this league's awesome. This league's amazing. So, obviously, couldn't have been doing that bad if we all still were saying the same things at the end of the year. Hmm. Okay. Next question is for the reigning commissioner, Mr. Panacho. Now you've been commissioner for three seasons now, and you're seeking a second term. What is your main motivation for being commissioner of this league? And in other words, what do you take pride in the most if you were to be reelected? The the pride I take in is if I get reelected, I think it would confirm my thoughts of that this that I've done a pretty good job the way we evolved the league and so forth with all the changes and stuff. Like I said, the payouts, fab, COVID IR, double flex, got rid of kickers, still have defenses. I hate fucking defenses, but it is what it is. 
Um, again, I just think this is the greatest league that I've come across. I don't know anyone that that their league does this amount of stuff or this many people so involved with it. It's a great league because the trades we do, the acquisitions we do, all that kind of stuff, everything – you know, nothing better than the end of Monday night or Sunday night football and everyone's texted and talking about this because we know about, you know, a game that has nothing to do with me or my opponent. It could be someone else and everyone's still talking about it and hopping on it. So that's why I like this league. And I think if I get reelected, I think it just confirms, you know, I've done a good job. Nothing else to add to that. All right. Um, Susan, would you like a chance to rebuttal to that or? Um, like just a point, argue against what he said, or like answer the question on my end. Any comments or concern for what he said? No. Okay. All right. Now, we talked about this briefly in your opening statements, uh, but it was brought up by multiple league members um, that during championship week, there was some controversy about ad drops this year. For both candidates, I'd like to ask you, what do you think about the third place game? Is this an issue for both candidates? Meaning, right as of now, whoever loses in the semifinals plays in the championship week for the third place payout, which was their league entry fees back. Uh, do both candidates moving forward want to continue this? Do they see value in it? Is it important to keep playing moving forward? Um, Panacho, since I asked the last question to you, we'll start with Suze on this one. Yeah, I'm all for the third place game resulting in getting your league feedback. Uh, I Like I said earlier, I like the fact that it allows more people to be involved to the very end. And it's just your league feedback. It's not like you're, you're taking money uh, away from other people. You're just getting your money back. And third place, I think you, you kind of deserve it. And again, it really is all in the spirit of having the most people involved to the very end. So I'm all for third place payout. Nacho, you can uh, respond to that as well. Yeah, so my whole problem with it, especially this year, it showed, like, it's not about the money. It's not anything like that. It just takes away from the two games that matter the most. And I think even the chat proved it. All we talked about was barely even the championship because it was done by the 1 p.m.s. But then that toilet bowl was the greatest toilet bowl we've had in, a like, ever. I think that's the best toilet bowl game we've ever had. It outshined, you know, the championship by a mile. And I just think it would be terrible if we have two more guys, you know, just ruining it. Like I get Sousa saying like, oh, the more people involved at the end, the better. But for me, at what cost? You're, you're ruining the two things that matter the most in our league, you know? All right. Good answers from both uh, candidates. Sousa, do you want to reply on what Panacho said? No, no, that's, that's fine. Okay. Like I uh, said before, though, like, it's going to be up to the league vote and stuff like that. You get the third place gets money or not. But the most important thing, it's not about the money for me. It was the ad drops because what it does to the two games that matter. That's where I was coming from. I think I'll bring up an argument for that. Just saying, because um, I've talked about it with Zach Aaronson and also another league member, is just save up your fab towards the end of the season. And that wouldn't be an issue. Okay. I guess, but at the same time, how about – the two important games get the, you know, the first rights. Like what I'm saying is my whole argument is the two games that matter the most 
there should not be other two guys, you know, getting the way of that. Right, but I'm so, saying yeah, if, Fab, if you if, I know, yeah, save, if you handle your Fab, Fab towards the end of the season, that's the whole point of it. Yeah, or third place with no prestige to it doesn't get involved with the toilet bowl in the championship. All right. That's where I'm coming from. I, it's like you got to see where I'm coming from, like the importance of the championship and second place. Right. Like, just think of think of if I lost because of QB, like, wow, this guy didn't win the championship. Not because the guy in the toilet bowl had needed a QB and took it. Hey, that's fine because you're, you're trying to avoid the toilet. But this guy playing for third place is going to get involved for the championship game. Come on. And like I said, I'll, I'll circle back to the argument, like I said, about Fab. <laughs> If you save your fab, you, you you have that issue. We can just bid whatever you want for a QB towards the end of the year. But anyway. Or you can get Elijah Mitchell at the start of the year. That too. <laughs> Move on to the next question. This is for both of you. And Panacho, I'll ask you first. Uh, for the 10 seasons that this league has seen, most league and rule changes have been voted on by the league members. However, there have been a few executive orders made. If re-elected commissioner... What rule changes do you think you need to be voted on? And are there any executive orders to be made upcoming? Um, yeah, I again, uh, I don't want to bring up the stuff I have ideas for for later on for the debate, because, just so I know you have that question lined up. Um, executive orders are kind of, you know, even like, you know, when you know, again, you got to kind of be a leader and you know when to push people and say, hey, we got to do this. Just, just like the league fees, that that's the biggest thing, like, if I put that up for vote, I think there's a really good chance at that time where we were at, no one would have voted to go up to at least $100. So I think that changes the payout structures, all that kind of stuff. So I can't really give an example of next time there has to be an executive order type of deal unless there's like a collusion thing going on because then you have to make that choice. Um, other than that, you, it, it's, it's hard to come up with an example for executive order, especially the ideas I have coming forward are not really something... I feel like I'll just push forward. And I think too, you use executive order because you kind of know that over, like save time to not make it a vote because you know like the majority are gonna go for it type of stuff. I can't think of an example of it, but I'm just saying like that's times you use it and stuff when you know the majority are gonna go for it. That's pretty good. Susan, same question goes to you. Um, yeah, I'm all for, for voting on, on many things. Uh, majority rules, maybe some cases a unanimous vote might be required, but I do like having everyone have a say in it. Uh, there's only one thing at the moment that I can think of that I have a proposal of that I most likely will enforce immediately without any vote. Um, I don't know if I should even talk about that now or should we hold off, but I will have at least one thing. Um, you could hold off for now, I'll bring that up after, and then um if i get through these questions and it doesn't come up you can obviously state what you want to propose at the end of the thing but it should during the questions you want me to say it now no 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 not right now oh okay okay all right um let's see all right question for both of you if you could make any change to the current playoff format what would that change be? Susan. So the only change that I would um, consider would be reseeding in the playoffs. And I think 
Panacho has also mentioned that as well. We haven't actually done it yet, but that's how actual NFL football works. And we've there's been discussions and talks over the years about that happening for, in our league too. Um, so I'd consider that. And that would be something that I'd put up for a vote for majority, a more majority rules. We'll do that. Other than that, I don't really know what else you, you would change. Um, payout structure, if you're talking about payout structure, I'll probably maintain it as well with third place getting their money. Um, but that's really, I'm going to have to look at all the, I guess the quote unquote finances of it all, if I am commissioner. But yeah, just reseeding would be my only thing. Um, same question goes to Panacho. Yeah, I think reseeding would probably be the thing. Um, at the same time, we, it kind of does have like uh, that mystique for us about like how it doesn't reseed, but it depends how people feel. Um, I think me and Glenn talked about one time uh, possible like the first place um, or best record gets the like a, a buy, but I don't know how that would work with two through two through eight. Um, oh yeah, that's, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, yeah. If anyone had any questions about a bye week, I would not do it. You need six teams for a bye week. And because we have 14 people, I wouldn't have yeah. a make a six-team playoff. That's just not enough of the league involved. If we had 12 teams, a six-team playoff would be fine. You could have bye weeks. But I, I'm all for having eight people. But in, it's not possible. It's not. Do it. Yeah, it's not possible to have just one guy bye, right? I mean, I'm sure there's ways you could work around it. There'll like be like, one guy out. It'd get a little too funky, I think. I, like you could probably I do something like the NFL or something. No, no, no. Like like the way the like the way the NFL does it. So like, you have the one team whoever has the best record in the league get the bye, and then you have seven guys or six other guys like three other matchups that week, and then yeah. you reseed as you go on. Yeah, but that means there'd be less people in the playoffs. No, there'd be more. It'd be half the league, seven and seven and seven. Oh, I know okay, so saying. all right, yeah, one by seven people make the playoffs. Right. That's interesting. You know what I'm Again, that'd be that'd be voted on. I'd, I'd put that up to a vote. Right. Yeah, I think that's and that would be something that would have been good for this year because there's so many guys with the same record that didn't make the playoffs and and did. Mm -hmm. You know. So. All right. Question for Panacho. In three years as commissioner, in your opinion, what is the best thing that you've brought to this league? I think the payout structured, I think it was the best so far. Um, that and I think the draft, I think that what we did this year was really big success. Everyone's on the toes. Now they know what's gonna, how it's going to go forward. But I think everyone was watching the, the Twitch stream and, you know, everyone was involved and everyone was texting after about where they got their picks. Even Chris was watching and he never does anything. He doesn't even listen to you guys at your podcast. So. Exactly. He's not going to listen to this one. <laughs> um, Susan, can I comment on that? Um, I agree. I think the uh, the payouts was probably the most impactful because weekly payouts that that makes every week uh, a, a big week. You know, having twenty five dollars go to the highest score. I think that's a cool idea, and everything else is pretty much status quo. I'd say. Um, I mean, there were there were other other good things, but I'd say that would probably be the, one of the bigger ones. All right. Um, let's see. Question for Susan. 
What is the biggest argument you have against Panacho being commissioner from here on out? Attentiveness. I think I have a an odd obsession over the league in which I will go to great length and invest uh, a stupid amount of time in something like fantasy football. Um, I had no problem doing the power rankings every week, spending an hour or more looking at the records, the matchups, or, uh, or organizing everyone in order and then typing out a, a blurb every time. I even went an extra mile because people were upset with how my power rankings were just a glorified standings list. They wanted more intangible factors. So I went well out of my way to make an Excel spreadsheet, factoring in all kinds of different things uh, to to get a scoring system for power ranking purposes and then go from there to to write up stuff. I think that um, element is going to be enhanced where I'm going to be all about the league, like I said, making a league manager's note at the beginning of the season, laying out everything, talking about um, what's going to happen with payout structures, if any changes at all, any other league rule changes, proposals. It's all going to be – I'm going to be very active in a nutshell, more active than I believe Panacho. Panacho, get a comment? Yeah, when it comes to being, you know, obsessed with the league, I'm pretty obsessed with the league. Um for a fair share, for sure. I am pretty obsessed with the league. It is my most important league. I tell everyone that. I could win in like three other of my leagues if I lose in this league. That's all I think about. That's all I care about. And I think that that's true with like a handful of us and stuff like that. Um, I'm trying to think what he said last. Um, oh, you like so he's talking about when it comes to putting like a, a league uh, being being, being attentive like was the argument that he had against. Yeah, you. I gave an example yeah. of how, what attentiveness would be, but there'd be yeah. other things on top of that. Well, yeah. So the thing is, you talk about like putting up a league message board and all that kind of stuff. For me, I feel like we don't need that because our group chat alone is pretty active, and that's how we get everything done and, and going and stuff like that. So that's why I don't really post anything on league message board. Now I do appreciate Sousa for what he does when it comes to the power rankings. I think Glenn can attest to it. And I kind of think this is why Glenn kind of, you know, hung up his hat as commissioner. That stuff can be draining after a while and it takes some time. So it does. So I'm not going to bring up how Sousa will be like a week, two weeks late. Cause he's at Disney for the power rankings. I won't talk about yeah. how his power rankings had him staying going up in the power rankings. Power rankings after losing two street weeks in a row. I will. So whatever the whatever those intangibles are, maybe you should delete that from your spreadsheet. <laughs> oh boy, there's a lot All of right. factors. Questions for both of you. Now, since you both play in multiple leagues, is there anything from any of your other leagues that you would like to take and incorporate into our league? Whether it's a, a, a first f- format of the app, we'll, we'll ask Panacho first. Whether it's a format of the app that we use, uh, rule changes, payouts, whatever. Yeah, well, I don't know if I like these, but I know it's intriguing stuff like that. So I like ESPN app, uh, definitely better than CBS and Yahoo and stuff. So we'll never like leave the app, especially all the the history and and stuff on that app. It's pretty cool to look back on and look at prior prior lineups and stuff like that. And I think ESPN does a good job with their app. So I'm happy with it. 
Um, sometimes, and again, if you do look at the league, there is some people that tip that put in a lot of acquisitions. I think Sousa the past two years put up 120 acquisitions in the year. And I know there's a lot of leagues that either cap the acquisitions or they put a price tag. So it'd be like a dollar acquisition or, you know, $5 a trade. I'm sa- I'm not saying I like that, but for some people, you know, I think they can see um, the competitiveness in it, you know, like you gotta be a little bit more weary about your ad drops and stuff like that. Um, but that's, that's the only other thing I see in other leagues and stuff like that. Again, it's tough to compare our league to other leagues because our league, it's hard enough to find a league that does trades. And then there's us that do like a million. And there's another thing to have a podcast, you know, have draft parties, have a group text that's always active and stuff like that. And, you know, I think run through 14, I, I, it, this is either their, their most important league or it's at least the second most important league. And I think for a lot of them, it wasn't even that important. Now it has become just because how crazy it's been. That's true. Um, Sousa, same question to you. If you could, um, since you're playing both in, in, in multiple leagues, is there uh, anything from your other leagues that you would like to take and incorporate into this league? I had 88 moves this year. I think that includes trades. But Panacho had it 74. Does. And the next closest was 42. So Panacho and I are all over the place. But anyway. And there actually is. Now that, you, now that you brought it up, there actually is one thing that I think is actually – um, is a big game changer, but I think there's a very strong argument for it. Um, we already incorporated Fab, which would have been my other one. So that, I'm glad we did that. The other thing, though, in the Dynasty League is is in Zach's Dynasty League that, that he has it. That's um, having waivers go through every day. So eliminating ad free ad drops because, look, we're all adults. We all have jobs. Some people don't have the time to be on the app or to jump on the app at 1230 in the afternoon because something someone gets hurt and adds someone immediately. Uh, that really leans the advantage into people who have that luxury to be able to have that immediate access. Um, I think having the whole day go by and then everyone setting their claims at the end of every day and have waivers go through every morning thereafter uh, would kind of even the field a little bit. So everyone has a chance to digest news and, and, and put a claim on a guy rather than uh, guys like me, Panacho and Glenn just immediately jump into the waiver wire at the second news breaks. Um, this would, I'm not exactly sure how the settings are when you're commissioner. Um, I know the disadvantage would be like on game days, like you should be able to add drop guys that play that day. Like when Sunday rolls around, the claims are off. You can add drop anybody you want because people are playing. You might need a random guy because something happens. You can't obviously claim on Sunday and wait for Tuesday because it's too late at that point. So um, so I know Zach's league automatically clears that, that filter for Sunday, but it doesn't on Thursday games though. So I don't know if I'd be able to edit that or set that to clear every Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, or if I'd have to manually do that, but that would be the, the, the one thing that I would, um, I'd probably propose and see what people think about it and lay out that argument. All right. Um, let's see. I'll, I'll rebuttal to that. Yeah, go ahead. So, so what you're trying to say, Sue, is every day it's almost going to be like a waiver wire. Like it's yes. a waiver. You got to put a waiver in. Yep. That, that would, that's the idea that 
that was so what we have in our dynasty league and i think that's mm-hmm. a fair thing for for us because we all have jobs and, and we're busy a lot I understand, yeah i understand that idea but again i think our league is so much different where everyone is pretty attentive to the news and actually go after the waiver wire and stuff like that i think you know that's a disadvantage just because so you're going to punish me for caring that i'm willing to stop what i'm doing to go pick up the guy well, now I'm going to have this guy laissez-faire, like at the end of the day when he's with his girl in bed, like, oh, oh, I didn't know that guy was hurt. Oh, I'm going to put a waiver in now. I'm going to and be Chris, you know, put $60 right. on Wiley Cox, you know, like. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's the other side of it. It really depends what camp you're in. And if most people feel that way, like you do, Panacho, and I know I'm, I wouldn't be worried about it. If we didn't I just do it feel because like, I add all the time, but yeah, if, if most people feel like the way you do, then they're going to vote against it and it won't pass. Yeah, if I'll, most I'll, people are on the other side of it, then it will probably pass. I've, I've, been, on, too- I've been on both sides of it because I've been that guy who, as soon as I get that notification on my phone, I'm like, add, add to my yep, team yep. if he's playing this week. But then I've been on the other side where I see the notification, but it's like two minutes late after I get to it. And I look yeah. and it's on Jake Aronson's team. I'm like, fuck! <laughs> and and I, there's nothing I can do about it. So with the waiver claim, obviously that solves the second problem. With the first problem, it's first come, first serve, add them to your team. So it, it's an interesting yeah, well, especially Especially in a fab league, like, again, people are blowing fab. I'm notorious for it within the first couple of weeks. Right. Now, if we had that going on, no one's having fab by week eight. Well, that that's the risk you're willing to take. Yeah, yeah that's it's all, all about the fab. We're, we're, fab we're, better. We're, play, we're playing for money. Like, I should have every – you know, if I'm willing to do what it takes to win that money or whatever, and if that comes to making the acquisitions and stuff, why punish me for it, for being on top of my game? Because, again, like, yeah, it sucks when you go on and you think you have the news first and someone else picks it up. But then there's also that great time when you're the guy that picks it up and no right. one saw it. Right. I, I agree. I, but I feel I. like e. there's a potential James that Connor only really Chubb applies to a few people. Um, but. Our league, like you said, is very competitive. I feel like a lot of guys are like us. Me, you, Glenn, Craig, um, Jake Aronson, Fry. We're all on top of it. Gomes. So I think if we if that is true, then it probably wouldn't pass. But that would be something I'd propose and see what people think. All right. Question for both of you, but we're going to start with Susan. Now, in this league, this might be rare, okay? But if a league member were to go AWOL, or participate in a act to sabotage the league and its integrity, what would be the consequences? You say me? Yep. Yeah, you go first, yeah. Yeah, of course you want me to go first. This is, this is a really tough situation. You hope it never happens. But there has to be severe consequences for something like that. Our league integrity is, is very, very strong. We, everyone, just about everyone is here every single year, year after year with very little turnover, few minor exceptions. Um, we all know each other and I don't think that would happen, but if some, if someone went at you all, I would say you'd have to threaten them with uh, just kicking them out of the league. Like you can't have that in the league. It ruins it for a lot of other people. And if you allow that to continue, it's just going to ruin it. I think the threat, at the very least, there has to be a threat for them to to be kicked out of the league. And oh. It's all on a case-by-case basis. Depends on what the situation actually is. But, like, if, if someone's tanking. Like, say, say, if, say if someone were to, uh, I don't know, trade their players trade for dinner. For dinner, yeah. That wouldn't <laughs> be allowed. Right, right. I would over I would overrule that. And if, if that person finds another way to throw away the season then uh 
they'd have to be met with potential exile. Mm. All right. Panato, same question to you. Yeah, I'm just going to bring up to that trade for dinner thing, which is notorious. Let's not forget there's two people part of that trade. I know, Fryer. <laughs> and think of it, this is how much I care about the league. Fryer traded away his good guys to me. That's how much I cared. I wanted the good guys. So I was on like Fryer who traded away all his good guys for $10 meal at Old Country Buffet. Yeah. So really and it's still Fryer's got... fault. Yeah. Because he was the one that gave me all those good players. And you got to say yes. <laughs> No, I'm the one that had the idea, so I'm not going to lie about that. Right. Uh, but yeah, same Either question. Way, though, to you. What, what would be the consequences? It, I, it's it, like Susan said, it's case by case uh, basis. Uh, it depends to who the like. I'm just going to make this as an example. So, like, if Gomes were to ever do something like that, like either make purposely bad trades with Amaral or something, or you know, drop guys that are good and you know, ruin the rest of the league because then someone else is going to pick them up. I think there's a difference when, you know, it's a first-time offensive guy, like going or if someone leaves our league and we put a new guy in, like a Dylan Simos, and he does something stupid like that. I think mm-hmm. there's different with different people, you know. So yeah. basically, basically, you're saying I can get away whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying that, but it's, yeah. it, it, it's different too. I think there's a difference to like there's got to be different levels of, of punishment too because I think the worst punishment you could do – is if you drop your whole team during the playoffs and the championship and affect the game. Hmm. Which yeah. I think has happened before in our league. Yeah, Susie, Something you know like anything that. about that? I don't know. It depends if you think Matt Stafford's a game changer. Hmm. But I think my uh, my initial course of action would be to just talk to that person individually, figure out what's what's going on, and then talk to the league members individually or in a separate group and see what they think about it, what they think we should do, and then – you know, and go from there. Right. Yeah, just, just, part too. If, if you know someone's dropping really good players, you know, and it would help someone else, or someone, you just put them back on their team. So let's see here. Entry. Yeah. There's ways around it. All right. Next question for both of you. Um, I'll start with Panacho on this one. One could say that toilet bowl punishments in this league aren't as bad as they could or should be. Mm-hmm compared to other leagues throughout America. Are you content with the toilet bowl punishment now that is just a team name change voted on by the league? Or would you implement a new punishment moving forward? Yeah, so like I like I hinted to earlier uh, last month and stuff, I did have an idea. Obviously, you have to get voted in. But I think it's productive for the league and, too, it's a punishment. My punishment was, was that the toilet bowl recipient would have to get the championship and the toilet bowl engraved oh yeah like, like out, of their own, out, of, out of their own pockets oh yeah right right, right. oh okay so the, that, again, it, it, the engraving is like eight dollars a piece the toilet bowl engraving would be new though we don't we don't do that right oh we we do i'm i'm yeah, just in case if I lose this election, it's, it's getting engraved executive order put in right now <laughs> exactly and, and the order, first yeah. name's gonna be what uh, we're gonna go back to where Amaral got it. Oh, we're going, we're going all the way back. Okay. Yeah. So that's so was that 2013, 14. So we can't, 13. we can't forget the history of Mason. Oh my no. God, Mason, 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 Mason. <laughs> okay, um, no, I like that idea. Susan, same question to you. Um, would, you would you keep the same punishment as of now? Or would you implement a new one moving forward? 
Now, I, I, I still like the idea of changing the name. I would just add something else. Yeah, I think Panacho's idea is great. I, I was, mine was adding. It wasn't taken away. Yeah, exactly. I think shit like, you know, getting a tattoo is just so out of bounds and no one's going to do that. Uh, it has to be something mild that's not like going to ruin you, uh, your body or you as a person or your morals. Um, but there's got to be something. And I like Panacho's idea. I think anyone, I'm open for discussion with anybody. I just think whatever it is has to be decided uh, before the league starts. And like that before the year is implemented, that's it has to be done before uh, before it starts. Would it be to a league vote? It would have it, the punishment would have to be unanimous vote, in my opinion. That would have to be a unanimous vote. Everyone has to agree on the punishment because if someone doesn't agree on it and then they get it, like you can't blame them for not wanting to follow through with it. Yeah, I mean, save, everyone needs to save be the, on board. What if the punishment is the toilet bowl recipient has to go get the toilets and grave? It has to be unanimous. Like I, like yeah, that would I have think to be so. unanimous. Because well, here's the thing: so. you, you're going to have guys who are, believe it or not, more than likely competing for the toilet every year than guys who want. So guys like maybe Mason, or now Toilet Craig, might be more prone to getting the toilet bowl, so they feel like they have a chance of receiving that punishment. To whereas guys like myself or Jake Fryer, who haven't really sniffed the toilet bowl. Might just be like, yeah, whatever the fuck the punishment is, do it. Exactly. No, I think it's gonna be like a casino mentality. It doesn't matter how many times you lose, you know, before you actually play that next hand, you think there's a chance I can win. Or in this case, it'd be like, league hasn't even like the season hasn't started yet. I'm not gonna get the toilet. There's no way. You know, I went one and twelve this year, but I'm not gonna fucking miss the playoffs and go to the toilet again. It's easy to think like that before the season starts. So I think before the season starts, everyone will be in the right mentality to agree on a punishment because the odds are. Probably not going to happen to you until you're I actually think, playing. <laughs> I just think that the type of guys we have in our league to have a unanimous vote on something, even as little as that punishment, is very low. We got a league full of pussies, but there are pussies. Yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. Like we got a, there's a lot of people to manage. I think it's different if the punishment is like something like a tattoo. Yeah, that would have to be unanimous because you know you could be the one person that said no to it, and then you win the toilet, and then it's almost against your will. That's kind of like messed up, but like. Something or like go skydiving, <laughs> pop your shoulder yeah. out or something. All right, um, let's see. Okay, this is a question for Panacho. Actually, it's a question for both of you, but I'm gonna start with Panacho. So, owners in this league take pride in the league's history. If elected, do you have any incentives for past champions or record holders? Will there be any material value for upcoming accolades moving forward, like rings, title belts, certificates, banners? What material items would you produce, if any, moving forward? Well, I already have produced the title and the rings. People may not know that we have rings just because Craig's won them both times and no one cares. So I think people kind of do forget that there is rings and there is a belt involved. So that in that uh, retrospect, that's already implemented. I did talk to Glenn, and it took me a while to search and stuff like that, but I did come up with a new – and it's something we always talked about, but now just to make it official. So, again, this is not something that has to be a league vote. I feel like people would like anyway, so I would just implement it. Is we will have an actual trophy and a vote for GM of the year. <laughs> I, I found the trophy, right? It's like the Dundies from yeah. the office. 
So I think it's perfect. And I think that's something people actually want. That's pretty good. And then, like I said, about any, any incentives for past champions, like before you were elected commissioner? Or record holders? I think, what do you mean by record holders, though? With like, like what uh, record? Like, like someone who has scored the most points in a week or in a season. Would you do anything for them? Like get them a certificate or a plaque? Well, if you have most, most points in a week, like $25 is enough. <laughs> no, I mean, like, 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 like a record that stands to the test of time. Usually like a season long thing, like most points scored in a season, best record in a season. Right. Well, again, in our league too, best record does get paid 50 bucks. Right. But I'm saying for like, for like previous, like say, say like, like, I don't know who had the best record. It might've been Sousa. It was uh, 11 and two. Right. I didn't get shit for it. Oh, like best record of all time. Like right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Like it's in the record books. Like no one's had a better record than 11 and two. Yeah. Would you no. do anything? In, okay. <laughs> no. Quite, uh, I think what would be a cool idea is, is there's some people that put pools into the league. So like, so every year, some the whole league pays extra 10 bucks. And if, if so happens, someone ever went undefeated, they get that pool that it could accumulate, you know, already here yeah. 10 years. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, free parking for undefeated season. Wow. Yeah. So the, the money just stays there? Yeah. Until just, someone goes undefeated? Exactly. Yeah, watch us start it next year, and then somebody just gets <laughs> like that. Like, we do like an extra dollar for everybody, and somebody just gets 14 bucks. <laughs> Whose Venmo year? account is that going to sit in for 10 years? <laughs> we'll give it to uh, Chris's. <laughs> Well, um, I don't think we could do them all that much now after what we saw with Matthew Berry. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, but, Susan, same question to you. Um, would you do anything yeah. uh, materialized to accommodate uh, past champions, record holders, and then in the future, will there any be uh, for any other upcoming accolades, like first, toilet bowl, best record? Yeah, the, the GM of the year trophy is a cool idea. Um, I think we have a lot of hardware already. Trophy, ring, a belt. I'm not going to do any certificates or a toilet. You're right. Um, Certificates like physical for t-shirts. Probably not. Yeah. T-shirts. The one thing I will do, if I can find it online, like old years, 2013, 14, 15, I will, I intend to give all past champions their rings from prior years. If I can find like 2013 ring, online then i i fully intend to to give all those champions the rings i think every champion should have something to remember like something physical that belongs to them permanently to remember their their season so I, that's what i would do that sounds like buying boats sounds pretty uh, good <laughs> um uh, let's see gentlemen just two more questions left and then i think um, there is one one more thing too i was thinking about even like a couple years ago but now that I think now we all make more money and stuff, it's more possible. Speak I think if yourself. we did like, yeah, like the, if we do like maybe a, a championship jacket, not even like it has to say something like you wear it to draft day or like it's like gold jacket from like Jason or something like that. I mean, we have the title. I honestly don't think we need anything more. Personally, yeah, but that's, that's you, just me. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I, even the the belt I bought itself maybe a little bit over the top because you get a ring, title, and trophy, but right, something for you, Chan. All right, last couple of questions for you guys, and then we'll go over um, the main point of your um, campaigns and any new proposals you want to 
suggest towards the future. Last question for Susan. Is it more impressive to be in back-to-back toilet bowl games and evade them or to win two straight titles? This is not a commissioner question. It's, but it's a, leave it to the final question to be something like that. Um, <laughs> Mason's here. Is it more impressive to go to back-to-back championships or win back-to-back championships? Is it more impressive to win back-to-back championships or evade or w- back-to-back toilet bowls? It has to be more impressive to win back-to-back championships because you actually have to win three straight games in the playoffs rather than win just the last game in the toilet bowl. That's a good answer. All right, question for uh, Panacho. Now, you're the first two-time champion to not win his titles in back-to-back seasons. Does this make you better or worse than Gomes, Fryer, or Craig? Explain why or why not. Uh, I don't think it's better in any way. I think two titles is two titles. I think everyone, you know, always dreams of having, like, winning two in a row and stuff like that. I think that's pretty impressive. But it depends on what side you sit on. I think it's pretty impressive. You know, I won two times. So almost like what MJ said back in the day to like Paul Pierce, anyone can win one. It's nice to win two. I don't think it matters if it's back-to-back years or not. Uh, so I think winning back-to-back years is pretty impressive, except for when Gomes did it. Other than that, I think it's pretty <laughs> impressive. All right. Gentlemen, as we wrap up, um, Mason has joined us. He's muted himself until we talk a little bit of football before we end up here. Sousa. Uh, if elected as commissioner, what are some of your league proposals and ideas that you have as commissioner? So I, I have three things right now. And again, completely open. And I encourage everyone to submit their own suggestions to me if I'm commissioner and we can make sure your voice is heard. But what I have on the top of my head already, again, these first two things are going to a vote. Majority rules. The first proposal is removing a bench spot. As you know, a couple of years ago, we removed kickers and replaced them with a flex spot. Even though the roster size wasn't affected because it was a one-for-one swap, it actually made a huge impact on waivers. Having an extra flex over a kicker means there are 14 less RBs, wide receivers, and tight ends available on the waiver wire. And I'm sure you have felt the sting of this consequence. Removing a bench spot may sound bad, but it will revert the waiver wire quality back to the days of old when we actually had kickers. And when you compare this change to when we had kickers, the only really difference is that we turned a bench spot into a starting lineup spot rather than keeping the bench spot and adding a starting lineup spot. Um, I just think this is all in the name of having a better waiver wire than we already have because 14 man waiver wire was already shit with a kicker is even worse with an extra flex. So if we remove a bench spot, it kind of gives us back to those those old days. Now, moving a bench spot probably will sound bad to a lot of people. I'm not sure if it's going to pass or not, but um, that's that's the argument for it. Uh, the, the other thing that would be to a vote would be reducing the defense roster limit from three to two. This A lot of people had some complaints this year about people hoarding defenses. Um, I encourage stashing defenses. It's a good strategy to play matchups, especially preparing for the playoffs. However, given that this is a 14-team league with the capacity to own three defenses each 
and there's only 32 available, it's legitimately possible to have every defense owned with zero available on the waiver wire. I believe this is a possibility that shouldn't exist. So I propose to limit the, def the defense capacity to two per team, resulting in at least four defenses available at all times. And the last thing would be my potential and probable executive order, and that's free trade. Guys, it's time to remove all restrictions on trades and reinstate instant trading. Our league has been running for a decade now, and it's very prestigious. With a few minor exceptions, everyone returns year in, year out, giving it their all in the process. We're a very close, active league where everyone talks to each other, making the league and all its members highly credible. Because of this, I believe the risk of a collusive trade going through is as close to zero as it could possibly be. The reason for the commissioner review was when Panacho and Friar made a collusive trade back in high school, trading players for dinner, and the league has matured since then. That was back in high school. You know, it's matured tenfold since then, and it's time to take the training wheels off and let the people trade. Having a review process is unnecessary and can be pretty annoying. You can make an exciting trade. You can't wait to see new faces in your lineup, except you do have to wait. You have to wait for Panacho or the commissioner, uh, or in this case, Panacho, who is usually busy telling you why your trade was terrible instead of pushing it through. Work could get in the way. A long commute <laughs> could get in the way. Uh, Panacho saying he has to push it through on the desktop instead of the app can get in the way. There's a real risk of a trade being accepted minutes before the game starts where the commissioner is busy, the game starts, the players are locked, and the trade can't go through until Tuesday. Now, that may seem very unlikely. Not only does the trade have to be accepted, but it has to be just minutes before the game starts, and the commissioner has to be too busy to push it through. Although that's true, and it is unlikely, it actually happened. Jake Aronson and Glenn Enos had a trade involving Tyler Higby several years ago that didn't get completed due to that very situation. It wasn't made a big deal because the players involved weren't that important to the week. Well, I don't know if someone was hurt or they were on bye. Uh, so it was fine to wait till next week. But the fact is that unlikely situation actually happened before a collusive trade had to be vetoed. And worst case scenario, a suspect trade goes through, the league talks about it, and I edit the teams afterwards. I would rather risk that happening a fraction of a fraction of a percent of the time if it means we can trade freely without having to go to daddy for approval for the rest of the time. And that's it. Nice. All right, Glenn, you're going to ask me the question. Yeah, Glenn's now. muted. Oh, sorry, my fault. Um, Panacho, any rebuttals to Susan's proposal as a commissioner of this league? Um, no, I understand where it comes from the free trade. Uh, I think we put it to a vote. Yeah, maybe it gets passed, so we could put it up to a vote. doesn't have to be really executive. Uh, so I don't really think that's a big problem. Like you said, that those scenarios that typically could happen that could be bad haven't happened. Um, I don't even Tyler Higby, when was this? We are at Buffalo Wild Wings last year. It was Buffalo Wild Wings. It was like three, four years ago. Me and Jake Anson made a trade at 12.55 before the 1 p.m. Four years ago? Last year. Something like – was last, last year? Last year. Yeah, it was last year. I thought year. it was a while ago. Um, I do have a couple of things uh, really to, to vote on. Uh, the biggest thing for me to vote for uh, would probably be uh, payouts. I think maybe going to 150 as a league fee. I think where we're at financially, I think that $50 isn't going to kill anyone. And again, I've been very courteous as a commission. Not everyone has paid on time the start of the year. 
because you know who knows if how many birthdays holidays stuff like that they have to do at that time so at the end of the day we all i end up getting everyone's money so i think the 50 dollars, i think that just helps with the weekly payouts uh, more than 25 bucks stuff like that i did have, i did read some stuff there was one interesting interesting thing i saw which would kind of stop the free trade idea for Sousa, which is actually uh so what i read up was so if two teams made a trade so almost like Glenn's trade with board, just think of it. So Glenn traded away Debo. No, he got Debo and Mahomes and only had to give up Terry McLaurin, which I was texting board just minutes after. I was like, I would have gave you C.D. Lamb. And he's like, shit, you would have? I'm like, yeah. I didn't know you were dumb enough to make a trade like that. <laughs> so my proposal is what happens is if a trade goes through, there's a 24-hour period where other people in the league can go to either of those traders and give a better offer. So say Sousa trades. Um, let me see. What kind of crap did he have on his team? Um, he trades Tom Brady away for, to Glenn for Craig Reynolds. Someone else can go to Sousa and say, hey, I'll give you Godwin or something for, for Brady. I but don't there like weren't that. Uh, rebuttals after that. I think that that ruins the incentive for proposing a trade because you can just sit back, wait for a trade to happen, and then you can step into action. It 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 diminishes the person who's proactive trying to get a guy, and um, it allows for regret or like, what if a player gets hurt in that trade twelve hours after? Then you're like, okay, no, I'm taking so the, your offer. The trade, no, well, yeah, I guess, but then who would want to trade for a hurt player? No, like if if, so I'm, trade if I'm Brendan through. and Joe Burrow gets hurt, I'm like, all right, then I'm definitely doing Panacho's trade because if I don't, I'm going to get a hurt guy. And that's fucked up. Now Glenn's stuck with an injured player, even though his trade was accepted because he got the rug pulled out from under him. Well, Brendan could still go back to Glenn and say, hey, this guy's hurt. I really don't want him. So then Glenn could either sweeten the deal or say, hey, it is what it is. Now, if no one gives a rebuttal in the 24 hours, that doesn't mean that then 24 hours, the person's like, all right, never mind. We're not doing the trade at all. No, the trade the trade goes through as long as it's not mm-hmm. inclusive. Unless mm-hmm. there's a rebuttal in that one. And of the then guys what do you do better. if it's a trade on Sunday? It has to go through. Can't wait. Yeah, so there's holes in the theory. So there's stuff like that. Hmm. I mean, if it's Maybe a vote, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Any other? Um, hear what you're saying. Any other ideas yet, Panacho, moving forward if you get reelected? Um, again, nothing's really come to mind. What I was standing my ground is, I think these last three years, the way we evolved, the way we got through it, um, I just think we progressively, the league has just been getting better and better every year. So what I'm what I'm proposing basically is we keep going that way. You know, there's nothing that you know. The grass isn't always green on the other side. The grass is pretty green over here. I like the grass over here. It's nice. It's good for everyone. It's good grass. We like that grass. Gentlemen, uh, before we go, last thing you want to say to league members listening and as to why you should be voted as commissioner of the Westport Football Fantasy League. Um, I'll I'll go first again. Um, At the end of the day, this isn't really so much like your typical debate, Democrat, Republican, where people think where they think the government should be ran in completely different directions. We want what's best for the league. And we have a lot of the same ideas. Things are up to votes. Um, 
So I just, at the end of the day, it's, it's we want what's best for the league. And I just think my key difference is just going to be, like I said before, um, league commitment, just, just making sure that I'm always on top of the league well in advance, maybe adding message boards or like how Glenn does the, the playoff um, picture shit like that just like extra stuff throughout the week maybe like a, a week review type of thing like oh we have this upcoming matchup or like an upcoming review or, or a post review talking about the matchups implications you know it's just fun stuff like that i think i can provide that nacho your last statement as to why the league should re-elect you as commissioner for another term uh, again i sound like a broken record i think these past three years even like this last year going to my election this was probably the best year and not even because i won like i'm not even being it because like that the most competitive the most you know in-depth the most you know concentrated type of year we've ever had and um i think it, what we did to change the league helped that even more you know the weekly payouts you know the playoff structures all that kind of stuff and you know i'm just gonna kick it back like i'm vince mcmahon you know I'm Vince McMahon. You want a good character. You want a good leader to be the leader of the league. And this first term was my attitude error. And I want you guys to let me have my ruthless aggression error. <laughs> That's what we need. That's great. Because I think we're going to skip the ruthless aggression with Susan. We're going straight to PG. And <laughs> oh, my God. Selling John Cena towels. And I don't think that's – I think we deserve better. Right. Gentlemen, oh, I goodness. thank you both. For your time on this year's commissioner debate, uh, commissioner debate, um, election day will be on Martin Luther King Day next Monday. Uh, I will go out and search for votes for every league member. All you need is six votes to be elected commissioner. So the campaign starts now. Go pitch your votes. Everybody uh, in the league, I hope they listen to this debate. And um, those of you who have listened so far who are not in our league, thank you. Um, now we're going to talk some playoff fantasy football, actually not even fantasy football, but regular playoff football, but actually you're more than welcome to stay for the rest of the episode. If you got to go, uh, good. Yeah, I got to help out. I got to help out Sierra. She's got COVID. So oh, damn. Oh, man. Like that. hope she yeah. gets better. Um, she has the seller seller's better. best wishes. That's true. Mm-hmm. All right, Panach. Thanks. And good luck. No problem. See you guys later. We'll later. See you. And now we're welcoming my co-host, Mason Boy. He's muted. Yeah, he's... He was Maybe not... we should do that again. Yeah, hold on. One more time. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. One more time. And now my co-host... Oh, no mind. Oh. I hear... Oh. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, 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 there we go, there we go, there we go, there we go. Uh, and now, my co-host, Mason Boy. Let's go. Hey, ah, what's up, boys? How we doing? Whew, uh, good. Fresh off a debate that I felt great with. And uh, now that he's gone and you're here, I can breathe easy. And let's talk some football. I yeah, got baby. two words, fellas. Two words. Actually, I got three words. Yeah, fucking. Yeah.
god. Yes. Yes. Um, guys, we believed in them all year, and here we fucking are. I'm not a Patriots fan anymore, babe. I'm a fucking Raiders fan. That's a lie. No, it is a lie. Um, <laughs> we'll get to my thoughts on the Patriots. I, actually, I don't know where you guys want to start. You want to start AFC? You want to start NFC? Do you want to do a big picture? Uh, like a little kind of, you know. I got I, I got the schedule right here. I don't know. I don't know Wait, what, we, what we want to do. do we, all right. First of all, uh, it, it came to my attention that at the end of the year, when our pigs can pick them. Mr. or Mrs. Fucking ESPN, whatever the fuck his name is, ranked fourth in the world for Pickums. Man, look. How do you beat that? Imagine one of the other three. Insane. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Is that, honestly, I would respect it so much if we knew who the fuck this coward is unbelievable. Definitely not someone we know at this point. I mean, Bean. I don't think we know anyone who's that good at anything. Bean just walked into my room. I think she wanted to be on the podcast. Hi, Bean. Megan kicked her baked, out. Baked beans. <laughs> baked bean. Pinto bean. Black bean. Um, it's definitely what? some guy who just joins every. League he can find and kick their asses. I can't accept number four in the world, guys. He could have been walking home with a signed, limited edition, ready to rumble vibrator from the three members of the Stellar Stellar Fantasy Football Podcast. Instead, he's never claimed his prize. Instead, we're going to hold on to it until next year. That's it. You know what I was thinking? I was thinking we could... Push it to the pig to, oh, to the pigskin playoff pick'em. We could continue the record into the playoffs or start no, fresh no, 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 with the playoffs. No, 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 no. See, it's a little bit different in the playoffs. It's like it's second season. It's different. I, I'm, I'm joining the group right now. The Stellar Stellar Podcast group on ESPN Pigskin Playoff Pick'ems. Oh, so do you have to? Do we have to search again? All you got to do is search Stellar Stellar Podcast under groups on Pigskin Playoff Pick'em on ESPN. You got got it. one entry to do it. You make your picks, and then you tell me what's going on. And, they, and these are, you know, specific to the games. These are really you hit down and dirty. You got over and unders. You got who's going to throw the first touchdown, who's going to wipe their ass in the second quarter, who's going to beat off in the third quarter. You don't know. It, it's, oh. it's up for interpretation. I'm joining it right now, guys. First of all. All right, I'm in. What I think is important with this episode, I think we should – we're going to lay out our full playoff bracket, right? We did that last year. We're going to go through every every game. Because this is the only episode before the Super Bowl, right? Right. Is is there a bracket challenge that I can do online here? Um, I just figured we'd just keep track, like just take a note of what we said. Yeah. Oh, so you want me to write stuff down? Is what you're well, I, I got to put in paper, at least for my stuff. Let me see what I got. I got a paper. Uh, well, the thing, the thing that's bracket. tough is that they reseed. 
I believe. You, you got to go with the reseeding based on your picks. You know what I mean? Jaw feel? Nah, I mean. Okay. And we can reseed on our own if we know who's going to win. Does that make a sense? Does that make a sense to you, Will Matt Susan? Yes. As long as you tell me how the receding will be reseeded. All right, so let's start it off. This is already a pretty long episode. I don't give a fuck. Damn. Let's see here. I got to make my bracket. <sighs> my I feel bracket. like I feel like we should just do the current games and then uh oh wait, 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 wait. Oh no, never mind. Uh I feel like we should just do the current games and then do our Super Bowl picks. I already got the bracket. <laughs> I mean, we could do the bracket for fun, might as well, but I already did the bracket. <clears throat> Well, I guess I gotta get a pen and paper now. <laughs> Fuck me, right? I think I have pens in here. Mason is not happy. No, it's not that I'm not happy. I'm just a lazy fucker. Alright, so... I got it. Alright, so I got my AFC. And then I got my NFC. So number one in the AFC is the Tennessee Titans. Okay. okay. Yep. Number one in the NFC is the Green Bay Packers. Okay. 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 Now the rest of the seeding, it doesn't matter where you put them because, like I said, it reseeds. So we can just go down the list. I'll go to my other brackets. For the AFC, we got the fucking. Uh, it's it's Chiefs. Chiefs are the two seed. Bills are the three. Four is the Bengals. Uh, five is the Raiders. Six is the Patriots. And seven is the Steelers. The Steelers, by the way. Jesus Christ. Big Ben plays on, and it's crazy. And if his career would have ended on a tie from another <clears throat> game, that would have been wild. All right, so Bengals. You think Mason has any sympathy? Nope. I wanted it to end that way so bad. I know, why not? Oh, so bad, dude. When I woke up the next day and I saw how it happened, I was like, you you couldn't give me that? You couldn't give me that divine (laughs) justice? All right, gentlemen, lay out the law for the NFC teams as well. This one I am not super sure about. I think it goes. Is it... Do the Cardinals have the two seed? Does anyone know? I don't know. Okay. Hold on. Oh, no. Bucks Bucks have the two. Oh, I got it right here. Yeah, I got it. The Pickums. Bucks have the two. Cowboys have the three. Four is the Rams. Five oh. is the Cardinals. How the Cardinals fell, eh? Six is the 49ers, and then seven is the Eagles. Damn, the Eagles, huh? The Eagles. The Eagles clinched last week. That's crazy, yo. That's crazy, yo. 
All right, let's see here. We got a crazy wild card weekend. I'm just going to go through my bracket right now. Let's do it. Let's do a game by game bracket. So, we'll start with the AFC. First game I got Chiefs and Steelers. What we got, guys? I mean, Chiefs. Who do the, t- the Titans play? The lowest seed that moves on, right? right. Yes. So, who do you guys so have? Be so we all got Chiefs, right? Yep. Who do you got winning out of the Bills and the Pats? Oh, fuck, man. This is where it gets tough, dude. Patriots. Ah, uh, I'm. You know what? I'm fucking taking the Patriots. No way. Jesus Christ. So if you guys are taking the Patriots, you can put the Pats playing the Titans in the next round. Correct. You are correct. And you're both fucking idiots because I'm going to take the Bills. <laughs> And then the Bengals against the Raiders. Bengals. Um, yeah, I got the Bengals. Bengals, huh? No love for the Raiders. Nay. Yeah, negative. Ghost Rider. Give me the Raiders. I'm rolling with the Raiders. I would love for them to win. But I also love Joe Burrow, so it's very—it's a very difficult matchup for me, actually. Well, I'm picking the Raiders. Raiders. And then, uh, I guess moving on to the divisional round, you guys should have Titans and Pats against Chiefs and Bills. Or Chiefs and Bengals. Chief. Oh yeah. yeah, Chiefs and Bengals. I got Chiefs, Chiefs and Bengals. Um, I am taking the fucking Pats, baby. Against the Titans? Yup. Your bracket's all fucked up. Yeah, whatever. So am I, so it fits. Sousa? Oh, my God. Patriots. Yeah, Sousa! Get on the bandwagon, baby! I'm dealing with a fucking couple of homers here, huh? No. I guess so. If the Patriots play to their potential, they can win. They just haven't played their potential the past few weeks. They've been playing like shit. All right, then who you got winning out of the Chiefs and Bengals? Uh, Chiefs. Chiefs ain't losing the Bengals twice. So I got the Raiders Same. against the Titans. And I'm going to pick the Titans moving on because Derrick Henry will be back. People forget. The Titans are going to the AFC Championship, but the Chiefs and the Bills? Oh. See, you could have made this a lot easier for yourself and just picked the Patriots against the Bills. Now you wouldn't have this conundrum right now. Chiefs against the Bills and Arrowhead. I can't trust Josh Allen. Give me the Chiefs. <laughs> Come on. Take the Bills, dude. Fuck the Chiefs. All right, so my AFC championship looks like Chiefs and Titans in Tennessee. Mine is Pat's Chiefs. Jesus Same Christ. here. Jesus. <laughs> if one of you, I should do it. Pick the pass to go to the Super Bowl. You fuck oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm picking the Chiefs. <laughs> I'm not that stupid. Susan? If the Patriots go, I will say this right now. Chiefs. If the Patriots go in to Arrowhead, if somehow they make it to the AFC Championship, like if this matches up, right, and they make it to the AFC Championship and they play the Chiefs, I will get a tattoo. Of Mac Jones, number 10, 
on my wrist. No right way. Here. Yeah, shake on it. Number 10. I swear to God. I swear to God. Damn. If, they, if the Patriots go to the Super Bowl and beat them, obviously. All they have to do oh. is go to the Super Bowl. No. Only? No. Only if they beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead. There's a difference. There's a so, big difference. Oh, okay. So they got to beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead in the AFC Championship to go to the Super Bowl. Yep. Okay. 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 Um, my AFC Championship is Chiefs and Titans. I'm rolling with my Titans. Tighten up, baby. Tighten up. Titans going to the Super Bowl. All right. Now that we got the AFC squared out, let's look at the NFC. We got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Eagles. I mean, uh, Bucks. Bucks. Yeah, Sorry. For sure. yeah, Jesus. I mean, what the fuck? All right. Now, this is interesting. We get the 49ers traveling to Dallas to face the Cowboys. I'm tell you what, boys. I'm nervous. Yeah, that's a that's a game right there. I'm nervous. Hey, Glenn, I gotta be honest with you, brother. I do not like the Cowboys' chances. I'm sorry. I want them to win because I think it would be much more interest. I as much as like dynamic players that San Francisco has in uh, George Kittle. Debo Samuel. God, I fucking hate watching them play football. Like the team, their offense. I'm sorry. Every time I watch a game, it's like, ah, uh, you know what? It's like watching paint dry. You know what I'm saying? I think it's gonna I'm changing go my of... mind. Oh. Patriots going to the Super Bowl. Oh! <laughs> fucking Lord! I can't believe. It. <laughs> See, Glenn. Even I didn't go full Homer. Give me some credit. <laughs> oh my god! Well, I can't be a homer, right? Because I'm a Lions fan. That's true. He's objective. I'm objective. Damn. All right, Cowboys 49ers. Who we got? <sighs> Cowboys. I know I said I didn't like the chances. I'm going Cowboys too. Going Cowboys but I think too. they'll pull it off, Glenn. They need a playoff. When was the last time they won a playoff game? A couple years ago. I got in Seattle. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Forgot. Nope. I think they can do it. They can pull it off. I mean, they're at home. It's going to be the only home game that they have. So, unless unless the they face the Rams or the Cardinals in the NFC Championship. But, yeah, give me the Cowboys against the 49ers. I need it, man. I need it. I'm not. I'm, I don't feel good about it though, but I need it. 49ers get a good team. I think it goes one of two ways. Either uh, Cowboys get up early and they blow them out, or 49ers get up early and Cowboys are struggling to come back the whole game, and then they end up losing by like three points because of bad clock management by Mac McCarthy. Rams and Cardinals. This is a game. I am taking. The fucking Cardinals. You know, did you hear Matt Stafford and Sean McVay pissing and moaning after they lost the 40, after they choked against the 49ers this past weekend? Saying, Ooh, there is too much crowd noise. There's so many 49er fans and so far. Shut the fuck up, pussies. 
<laughs> Deal with it! Oh my god, cry me a river, dude. Cardinals. Oh, jeez. I'm taking... Rams. I'm taking the Rams. Yeah, I'm taking the Rams to head into Lambeau again for a rematch of last year. <sighs> okay, we got Bucks and Cowboys in the divisional round. I'll tell you what. If the Cowboys face the Bucks again, they're beating them. I agree. I'm Cowboys. picking the Cowboys. They go to the NFC Championship. For the first time since 1996. See, my reasoning here is that I don't think, obviously, the Eagles are that great, okay? The Bucks, I think... They have a lot of injuries on offense. Uh, Tom Brady was thrown to like their seventh receiver this past week, but he's Tom Brady, so it's okay. I think you can get by with that against the Eagles, but I think they're really going to feel the loss of Chris Godwin and Antonio. Well, you know, Antonio Brown's a dumbass, but Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown against the Cowboys, especially if Diggs is on Mike Evans. I think Mike Evans is soft. He wilts in big games. All you got to do is get a little bit physical with him, get him off his game. And then Brady has literally no one to throw to because he'll be throwing to the fucking fourth wide receiver. Yeah, I guess so. But if the Cowboys are smart, they'll just double Gronk and they'll fucking put digs on, on Evans. He's got Keyshawn Vaughn. Who? Running back. (laughs) Oh, great. Um, Oh, he's got a left bell. (laughs) Interesting story about Trayvon. So I've been doing a little... Do a little digging into the numbers here. Nice one. And he's actually um, good. Let up a shit ton of yards this year. Like I'm pretty sure he's allowed like the fourth most yards in the league at cornerback. But the double digit interceptions make you think otherwise. People were wondering why he isn't in contention for defensive player of the year with double digit interceptions. Well, I just told you why. He's allowing big chunks of yards. Well, he's more of a ball hawk, I think. That's uh, and you know, ball hawks are either like, um, what's his name in uh, in Miami? Um, Xavier Howard. Yes, that guy is fucking nasty, bro. That guy is disgusting. I hate when the Patriots. Every you know, I had like so many players on my fantasy team. Every on wide receivers at week after week, fucking playing the Dolphins, playing the Dolphins. I'm like, dude, I am so sick of seeing Howard on my guys. And then they can't get the ball. That guy's good. It pisses me off he's in division. Um, but, yeah, taking the Cowboys against the Bucks. Who are you taking, Susan? I'm going with the Bucks. All right, fuck you. Rams and Packers. I got Cardinals Packers. Oh, yeah, whatever. I'm picking the Packers. I am too. Guess what? Cardinals. Hey. I'm sorry. Until they prove otherwise to me, the Packers will continue to be choking dogs in the playoffs. How many times have we seen them in this situation? No, 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 no. They're choking dogs in the NFC Championship. Not the divisional round. Not this year, baby. Matt Stafford, dude. 
So let me get this straight. So the NFC championships that you guys have are Susie, you got Bucks Packers. Yep. Rematch of last year's NFC championship. I have Cowboys Packers. Mason has Cowboys Cardinals. Yep. That'd be a pretty good rematch. All right, so Mason, we'll start with you. Cowboys Cardinals, who's going to the Super Bowl? Cowboys. Wow. He's gassing me up. So your Super Bowl is Cowboys Chiefs. Damn. Yep. Hmm. My Super Bowl is Patriots Bucks. Jesus. Because that's what the world wants. I would fucking love that. And also hate it at the same time. And then I have to listen to my Super Bowl (laughs) is Titans Packers. Both number one seeds make the Super Bowl. I believe if the Cowboys play an NFC Championship game in Lambeau, um, although Aaron Rodgers always chokes in the NFC Championship game, he plays fucking spectacular against the Cowboys. It's an immovable object versus the irresistible force. Something's got to give. That's true. That is true. Um, But it would be poetic justice if Cowboys beat the 49ers, they go into Tampa like they did in week one of the season, beat the Bucks. Then they go into Lambeau Field, where I believe eight years ago to this day, I'm sorry, no, no, seven years ago to this day, Des Bryant caught it. Well, you put air quotes. He caught it. Oh, yeah, right, right. He, quote, he caught it. <laughs> it's, a, it's an audio podcast. You can't really see. So. Oh, yeah. But I just don't think they'd be able to do it. Mike McCarthy against the Packers in the NFC Championship. I mean, it writes itself here. Look, um, as much as I would love a uh, a Bucks Pats Super Bowl, I'd also hate it at the same time because I'd have to listen to fuck it. Here we go. Hey, Falga, Falga, Falga. Ah, uh, hey, dude. Listen, long time listener, first time caller. Ah. Uh, so, what do you think, dude? Uh, do you think the Patriots are going to have another fucking 20-year uh, dynasty? I feel like the torch is being passed, kid. Uh, you know, you can actually see a lot of parallels between the, uh, the 2001 Pats and the 2021 Pats 20 years later. You know, that's, that's fucking crazy. And we're also going against a high-flying, death-defying offense, like the greatest show on turf. So uh, let me know what you think. Yeah, give me your thoughts. Give me your thoughts. Hangs up. Thoughts. I got to listen to that for fucking two weeks. Leading up to that game, I will shoot myself in the head. That's why you won't have to because the Pats aren't going to the fucking Super Bowl. I know. Um, my Super Bowl is Titans-Packers. Tighten the fuck up. The return of Derrick Henry. I'm circling it. Titans won the Super Bowl. Uh, sorry, Glenn. I got the Chiefs over the Cowboys. Damn, that that hurts. That does hurt. But at least I got the Cowboys going there. I'd rather lose to Craig in the championship for the next six seasons than to have the Cowboys lose to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Oh, my God. That would be rough. Oh, after all the shit talking we did about Toilet Craig. 
Oh, man. Yeah. But we'll see. Sousa, who's your Super Bowl champion, Bucks and Patriots? The Bucks. Yep. Okay. All right. Fuck that. <laughs> All right. Let's go to the playoff picks, get pick them, then we'll call it a seller. All right. Call it a seller. Call it a seller. <laughs> All see. right. So, got to go with our picks here. First game is Bengals Raiders. Sorry. Bengals Raiders. I'm going Bengals. Bengals Raiders. I picked the Raiders. You suck it. Suck it. I don't know um, who's a pick. Because he's on a very right. important phone call. With Paul. With Paul. <laughs> Saying, what do you want for dinner, Matt? We'll make it for you. I'll make a, one of my specialty Paul's chicken pot pies. Paul's jambalaya. <laughs> Paul's pot roast. Paul's spaghetti and meatballs. Paul's pork chops. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's pork butt. How's gumbo? Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. All right. Um, who? Oh, here. There he is. Who record more passing yards? Derek Carr or Joe Burrow? Oh my God, Joe Burrow! Are you Burrow, fucking kidding he's throwing five hundred every game. Yeah, but it's not gonna happen this game. I'm picking Derek oh, no, that's, Carr. Susan, that's only when he plays you. <laughs> Right. Which of these players will score the most touchdowns this round? Wow. Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs, Josh Jacobs, or Damian Harris? I really want to pick Damian Harris. You know how bad I want to pick him, but I got to go with Jamar Chase. This I know he's the. Stephon Diggs. What? Stephon Diggs is going to score the, the Raiders' most defense sucks. The Raiders are going to shut him down and win. <laughs> And it's not going to be Jamal Chase. It's going to be T. Higgins and fucking Tyler Boyd and Ozama and Joe I'm Mixon. going Damian Harris. Damian Harris. The fact that you, you, said, you said Ozama before Joe Mixon. <laughs> Ozama Bin Laden. Ozama Bin Laden. It's you, Ozama Bin Laden. More like it. <laughs> oh. No, I Stephon think the running backs Diggs. have a good advantage. Stephon Diggs, because you know why? You, 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 you. Shut the fuck up. You hear me say that? I remember you know that. I, that was great. I hear Gordon Ramsay. That was great. Again. Let's do it. Fun digs. Who will win this matchup? Patriots-Bills. You know Patriots! Patriots. It's, Bills. it's Bills time. It's not Bills time. Not oh, Bill Belichick's time. Oh, the next question is a fucking no-brainer, dude. It's- Josh Allen record 250-plus passing yards and 50-plus rushing yards. Yeah. Yes. For, in the first and the quarter. Patriots are still going to win. I'm going to say the same thing I told you a few weeks ago when I thought. It's Josh Allen's time. This is where you take the reins from the Patriots. It was nice. They had it for 20 years, the AFC East. Now it's Bill's time. It's time for Buffalo. Yeah, exactly. Bill's time. Not Bill's Belichick. time. Not Belichick. <laughs> no, no, no. Not that. It's his time again. <laughs> No. <laughs> Buffalo Bills, will Josh Allen record over 20, uh, 250 passing yards and 50 rushing yards? Yes, in the first quarter. <laughs> Who in this match? Philadelphia Eagles and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's the Buccaneers. Bucks. Not even fucking close. The fucking ears, bro. Over or under two and a half passing touchdowns by Tom Brady? Over. Over. Come on. Which of these players will record the most receiving yards this round? Mike Evans, C.D. Lamb, or Debo Samuel? Ooh, that's tough. Oh, Devonta Smith. Sorry, he's there too. 
Um, Mike, Mike Evans. Interesting. Mm, Mike Evans. <laughs> I'm not seeing it. Oh, no, I guess the Eagles. I was thinking against the Cowboys. Uh, I'm still going with Debo. Feed Debo. Feed Debo. If it was rushing yards, I'd pick Debo. <laughs> well, a screen pass will count for receiving yards, even though he's just like instantly getting it like a carry. That, that is true. That is true. He's I'm a pick, favorite I'm gonna pick. pick. My, I'm gonna pick I don't Mike trust Evans. Evans. I'm going to pick Mike Evans. Mike Evans is the only person who Brady has to throw the ball through, you know? Yeah, but even with Darius Slay on him, I'm going to pick Mike Evans. Darius Slay is not good. I'm going Devonta Smith. I'm hoping for a couple bombs. Darius Slay is no Jalen Mills. Yeah. <laughs> 49ers or Cowboys? Cowboys. Cowboys. <clears throat> Will the game be tied at any point in the fourth quarter? Yes. Yes. I like these questions. I don't, I don't like this. No, I'm going to say no. It's not going to be tied. For your it's health, it better tied. not be tied. <laughs> not For your <laughs> See. Pittsburgh and Steelers Kansas City. And Chiefs. 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 Who will record yep. more receptions? Travis Kelsey or Deontay Johnson? Travis Kelsey. Deontay. Big Ben can't even throw the ball. Deontay's all he's got. Which one of these players will record the most passing touchdowns this round? Pat Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Matt Stafford, or Big Ben? I'm going to go with Stafford. I think Clyde Based on your Rams pick against the Cardinals, I'm going Kyler. Wow. So you're picking mm, the Cardinals ooh. over the Rams. I'm sticking with the Rams. Yep. Now this next one. Cardinals. Smash the over. Jesus. Over under 99.5. Oh, that's that's actually really high, though. My Cooper Cup? Oh, over. Yeah, remember you looked at the stats. There was a bunch of games where he had like 92, 93, 95. Well, that, 90 is a touchdown. Is I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure, nine, yeah, well, 90.5 is averaging on the year. So, going, going over. They're going to win. How many total points have you scored in the wild card round? I'm picking Total points? 420. Yeah, 420. That's the time to actually use it. I'm going to go 666. Great. <laughs> uh, I'm sticking with 420. All right. All right. That's the playoff pigskin pick em. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, you got a second chance at winning a signed Ready to Rumble vibrator um, by going head to head with us. And you got to beat all three of us by the end of the Super Bowl in the playoff pigskin pick em. Just join Stellar Seller Podcast. That's the group name on the ESPN pigskin playoff pick em. Guys. It's playoff time. We got our brackets. We got the matchups. Fantasy's over. Now we just enjoy it. Finally. Hell so, yeah, brother. Is this – are we going to return uh, for the Super Bowl? Are we going to do an episode in between each week? After the Super Bowl. After the Super Bowl? You won't, you won't hear me until there's a – or before. I don't know. Last year we didn't do one after the Super Bowl. We only did before. So I'm fine with that. Got to do a Super Bowl preview. Yeah, do a yeah, Super Bowl preview. preview. Yeah, we'll we'll be doing that. And then I'm vacationing uh, in Maui for the rest of the season. <laughs> Off season. Be on the lookout for uh, for another episode. What three weeks from now, right? Yeah, three or four. I don't know. Three or four. So. We'll see. You. But until then, enjoy the postseason. 
Enjoy the commissioner election. Susan, good luck to you. Thank you for today. Thank Mason, you, Mason. Thank you for today, as always. Guys, Boys, let's get the fuck out of here. Bye bye.